Welcome to the Heather Penny Podcast, where our goal is to help you reach your potential by increasing clarity, building confidence, and engaging courage. Dr. Heather Penny is a leadership coach, trusted advisor, and admired author. I'm Christina Morales, a writer and marketer, and Heather is my dear friend and my coach. So today we're going to talk about staying united during the holidays. But before we start, our past podcasts have been pretty heavy, so I wanted to lighten it up a little bit, Heather. Okay. So what was your favorite gift that you've ever received for Christmas? Oh, man. I would have to say, I think when I when I was 16, my parents got me a 10-speed. And I know this is going to date me because I know there's like, whatever, 20 or 30 speeds out there. But <laughs> that was a big deal back in the 80s to have a, a bike that had 10 different speeds. Nice. On. You and were it was cool. the, Yes. And it was a Raleigh bike. And it was my favorite color, blue. And I think more than anything, it represented a sense of freedom and independence. And I, I rode that bike. Everywhere. <laughs> and I want to say it's probably earlier than 16. I was probably closer to 15 or 14 because it was before I could drive. So it got me jobs. I was a little book nerd. So I was always uh, biking down to the library and checking out as many books as I could. I was, I just remember going all over town and that bike just gave me so much freedom. And I remember playing with all the speeds and thinking I was so cool. And so I think that has, was my favorite gift. So thanks, mom and dad. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> we're going to go on the flip side. What was the worst gift you've ever received? <laughs> worst gift? Um, let's see. Golly. I always tell my kids that they're going to get socks and underwear and broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I got to flip the question around. What was your worst gift? <laughs> oh, you know my painting story. Oh, yes, I do. Shall I share my painting story? It's up to you. (laughs) Okay, I'll share it. Because it's my favorite story, and now my worst gift has turned into my favorite gift to give. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, share. Yes. So when I was 19, I had horrible, horrible nightmares. And so I went to the Bible bookstore, and there was this beautiful, huge painting of this angel standing above a little girl protecting her while she slept. So I told my mom, I want this painting. And so um, Christmas morning, I walk into the family room, and there's this flat, long gift in the shape of a frame. And I'm like, yes, it's my picture of the angel protecting the little girl. So I rip open the paper. And my mom had a painter commission. Um, She commissioned a painter to paint a picture of me and Jesus on this big (laughs) canvas painting, uh, this canvas, and it was an oil painting. And it was my high school graduation picture. And Jesus looked like Kenny Loggins. And my mom is crying. It's so beautiful. He captured your essence. And in my mind, I'm like, what the (laughs) H-E double hockey sticks. It was horrible. So now what I've done, last year I started it, I make uh, mugs through Shutterfly, and it says, Jesus loves you, and I do too, and it has that painting on it, and I gave it to my sister, and this year I'm having several made for my dearest friends, because life's hard, and they need to know that Jesus loves them, and I do too, and if they're not a Christian, I say, Kenny Loggins loves you, and I do too. So my worst gift is now my favorite gift to give. <laughs> That's awesome. There's no way I could top that. Let's just end with that one. <laughs> yes. So Heather, um, you can either create another income by painting pictures of Jesus and a person, 
<laughs> or we can sell my mugs on your website. <laughs> Leave it up to you. <laughs> I, totally. I'll, I'll be thinking about that business venture. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. You're welcome. 10%. That's all I ask. <laughs> so now we've gotten that out of the way. Yes. My mom's not listening because she still asks, why isn't it on your wall? <laughs> my husband gets jealous. No, I don't know. <laughs> So let's talk about today's topic. Yes. Staying united during the holidays. There are so many things that can divide us. How much money to spend on gifts, uh, which in-laws to spend the holiday with. We can get stressed and snap at each other. How do we not let the pressure of the season get to us? Well... I'm going to oversimplify this because I know it's not simple, but I'm going to try and get something that's tangible for you all. I would say it starts with where are you at in your life? Uh And then you and your significant other, whether it's your spouse or somebody you're going to doing Christmas with, or if you're by yourself, ask yourself these questions. But where am I at in my life? You know, what can I handle right now? What might be triggering me? You know, I know what I'm going to walk into. You know, you've been doing this for years. You know what you're probably going to walk into. So then what's some of my buffer plans or my exit strategies or how do I want to handle certain uh, challenging um, interactions? I would say you prepare yourself a little bit more internally. Hmm. Uh, In my case, you know, I will turn to my husband and say, how do we want to enjoy Christmas? How do we want to enjoy Easter? How do we want to enjoy Thanksgiving? It's not how are we going to survive this and how we make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. If that's the only conversation you're having, you're, you're honestly, you're tap dancing for everybody. You're running from house to house. You're trying to make sure you meet everyone's expectations. And I could feel the pull of that in our early years of marriage. And I thought, yeah. I'm done with this. I do not want my kids to feel every holiday a stressed out mother. Mm-hmm. I want to figure out how to enjoy family, extended family and my family board. And I want to enjoy it all. And I want to be able to have the holiday that I want to have, which is comes out of peace and love and joy and connection, grace. <laughs> it comes out of all these spaces. So I, I really focus on that. Where am I and what, what am I able to contribute? And really, how do I prepare myself for it? Whether at the heart space or really the physical space. I remember even one season, I just said, oh, we'll never do that again. And it was um, staying at family's house, but there was no door. Mm. And it just felt like everyone was walking in and out. We were newlyweds. And I just remember this is driving both of us crazy. We're both too much introverts, you know? It's not that we don't want to spend time with family, but we just made a new rule. If we go to your house, you just got to give us a door. If you don't have a door, that's fine. We're going to go get a hotel. We'll own that. So I think just you're setting yourself up for little things for how you can really enjoy it and not just survive it. And I think you're constantly learning that about yourself and you're learning that as your family grows. And as you uh, step into it, you're, you're, you're kind of setting the rules for what you need to do in order to enjoy it in a most loving, gracious way and how you're able to communicate that, you know, that's always the beautiful challenge. So I'm going to get a little bit of marriage counseling right here. (laughs) (laughs) I can see your face. You were like, Oh boy. I could tell someone, something was going on. So a little light bulb was going on for you. Yeah. You, uh, you can call me Fred Astaire. I'm the tap dancer. I'm making everybody <laughs> happy. I'm doing the song and dance and yes. I'm tired of the song and dance. Uh, but my husband is the boundary keeper. Like he's black yeah. or white. I'm done, you know? So 
we disagree because I do want to say, oh, well, our kids need their grandparents. They need to spend time with both sides, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, no, I just want it to be our family this year. How do we compromise when you're with a tam- tap dancer and a wall builder? <laughs> yeah. You know, being a tap dancer myself, I began to realize that the wall builder, the my boundary guy, my, my husband's the same way, has something to offer me here to help me enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it started really going after my belief system, my false beliefs of I got to make sure everyone's happy. That's a terrible false belief that was keeping me really stuck in my family. To be able to go into, I get to enjoy it and I get to be a loving presence. You can see that's a much better belief. <laughs> Mm-hmm. how I get there. I, I never know. And do I get there? Well, no, not all the time, but you know, I think as I continue to shoot for that true belief and hold that, well, I get to step into a beautiful holiday season and I get to part of doing that. you learn how to evaluate what's going on around me. What am I liking? And what am I not liking? Mm-hmm. How do I speak up about it? How do I step away from it? And so your husband is actually giving you a gift. He's saying, you know what? We get to evaluate this. He's, but he, it's feeling uncomfortable because he's, he's challenging your belief that says I have to keep everybody happy. It's, it's on me. And it's the holidays. It's a time of family. You know, that's. Yeah. Yeah. It's a time of family in the way that you enjoy your family, you know, in some seasons it can be really hard to enjoy family. So you need to set stronger boundaries down. Other seasons, you might enjoy them, but you're learning, oh, I can only do this much. You know, and you learn a lot lot of times in uh, hindsight. But, you know, I think that idea of, that came from my husband. No, we will always have a door wherever we go. Because it about drove him crazy. Why? Because he stepped into my family of origin where everybody just slept everywhere. And, you know, everyone just converged on one house. And it was one big, you know, huge slumber party everywhere that's not what he grew up with. And he grew up with really strong boundaries. And at first I was, it was uncomfortable, but then I began to realize, Oh, he's giving me a gift. Wow. This is really nice. I get to go in and shut the door and get a little space. Well, I'm an introvert. He's an introvert. We were honoring that we needed some introverted space. It doesn't make the family bad. It just means we have to start saying, Hey, we're two introverts and a family of extroverts. Mm-hmm. We can't stay engaged at the level that everybody's wanting from us. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to show up and honor what it is you're able to offer and what you're able to give. Even talk about how long you can stay to what duration you can stay. Mm-hmm. So your dear husband's giving you the permission to probably, you're going to be breaking the family rules, which is going to feel awkward and it's going to feel uncomfortable, but you got to see it as it's the best Christmas gift he's given you. <laughs> Way to go, Vince. Yeah, here's what's ironic though is because our title is staying united. So while I'm staying united with my husband, now I'm getting pushback saying, Well, you're being divisive. Our family needs to be together and you're being divisive and he's divisive. He's he's influencing you and he's putting you against us. And so how do I push back against that argument? I think I mean my loyalty has to be to my husband first because it's my marriage. That's everything. I need to make my house healthy before I can yes everybody else's funk. So well you're getting falsely accused and nobody gets to be falsely accused. They're getting to define it and if it's not true for you and Vince, it's not true. So the reality is they're putting a false belief on you and you want to mm. you want to reject it. You want to say, no, this is not divisive. He is not being divisive. 
he's actually unifying our home and our marriage Mm -hmm. and our family. And I stand with him. And our true belief really is we are boundary people and we are going to ask you to respect our boundary. It doesn't matter if you want to keep calling us something other than we are, that's on you. And I think the more you kind of let go of the fact that they probably will not stand and applaud you, which I'm so sorry, because that's what we want, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to. Exactly. I'm Fred Astaire. I've been tap dancing. I'm really good. And I've made you happy. And the reality is, oh, I'll never be able to fully make you happy. Right. So what you're doing is you're, you're pulling back your sense of self and you're saying, I get to have boundaries. I get to have opinions. I get to have um, beliefs. I get to draw a line in the sand and I get to, to do this with my husband. And if we are starting to get accused Mm -hmm. of things that we aren't, well, then we start having a bigger problem. Yeah. So I think that you have to really recognize when you're kind of getting, um, pulled apart from one another and anything that starts dividing you from either your spouse or the, the people that you're holding dear to you, it starts actually becoming a threat. You know, you have to start seeing it as a threat. I'm like, wow, you can't respect and honor who I've chosen and what I've done with this um, decision on this. What I think I'm really hearing is you don't like that we're setting boundaries down. And I'm g- I always remind this to people, to people is boundaryless people hate boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, and of course you can take anything too far. You know, what I want is to say, you get to stop and assess, are we being selfish or are we being boundary? Mm-hmm. And then you have to have confidence in which one it is. If you are being selfish, you get to give a little bit and figure out a compromise. But if you're being boundary, then you get to build a hill on that and say, no, this is a really our boundary. And I'm sorry, you can't respect it. Mm-hmm. I think the hard thing about the holidays too is like, we get this impression that family has to be everything. And and family has to be united. But if people are toxic, it doesn't mean that you have to have what we talked about in our podcast, what, two times ago, trust and fear. I don't mm-hmm. have to trust you completely if you haven't earned that trust. And so just because you're my family member doesn't mean that you're on a level 10 in my trust level. I can build boundaries and I'll be cordial and I will show you grace, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that we have to be best friends. And that's the hard part I have with the holidays is you're forced to be with people who are not on your level 10 trust list because they're your family. So how do you cope with that? Well, I think you're, you're already coping with it. You know, good job. You're, you're recognizing where they kind of fall in your trust level. I think what can be hard is if you're already feeling exhausted or you're, you've had a rough year or you've had a rough time or you're in a rough season or you're, you're exhausted with parenting. I just remember some of these, mm-hmm. I think just owning this person takes work. I mean, I love this person, but they take work. I can't just relax and let down. I don't have the energy to spend the night or stay for three mm-hmm. days. I maybe have two hours in me to sit at the table and laugh and joke and toast one another. And then I have to go. Everything from the season I'm in to my introverted side to I don't have that high level of trust to maybe whatever they're going through to maybe the fact I'm just grieving. All of it, you have to recognize where you're at and give yourself the permission to give yourself what you need. Mm-hmm. And part of that is I'm not responsible for your expectations. And yes. that's one thing I keep trying to remind myself is I'm not re- responsible to make your Christmas good. I'm not responsible to make your I don't know, dreams of what a perfect Christmas looks like come true. What are you responsible for? 
I'm responsible for, I think, my mental health most of all to make sure I'm healthy and happy because if I can't fill my cup, if I don't have a full cup, I can't pour into my husband and kids. And that's my priority is I have to make sure my foundation, my family is solid before I can do anything with anybody else. And so it just gets complicated. Yes, you're right on. And I, that's your true belief. Mm-hmm. So as you let yourself sit in that, you know, what I like to say is start your day with that true belief. I'm responsible for my, my own mental health, my happiness, my family's happiness. You know, you sit in that true belief, you let yourself kind of meditate on that, pray with that. That's really what you start cultivating in your mindset. Even if it's just five minutes every morning, you're starting to really move into that space of, I'm going to kind of water and grow this true belief so it will start taking root. And out of that, you'll start doing actions that are more loving to yourself and everyone else, but they're very clearly aligned with true self and not aligned with everyone else's expectations. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Any uh, final thoughts to get us through this season? Hang on to your true self. (laughs) <laughs> spend time kind of nurturing that every morning. I, if you can, you know, research is showing if you can do it around seven to 10 minutes every day, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. literally starts changing the, the neural pathways in your brain. And so the way I do it with people is kind of just saying, okay, let's start simultaneously rejecting that false belief that you've probably let take root, root in you for so long, or you've been mm-hmm. told that let's reject this false belief. So put it in a statement. A lot of times I'll tell people, put it in their journal and put a circle around it and X through it. Then on Mm -hmm. the other side of the page, write your true belief, sit in that, stare at that, open that every morning. And it usually takes about a month up to three months for the mindset to start changing. Just Mm -hmm. start doing that. I make playlists around my true beliefs. You know, I, as I go for a run, I might be thinking about my true belief, um, how I start my day out. You know, I'm inviting in my sense of self of the only thing that I am responsible for. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I say, well, what are you responsible for? That's what you always want to ask yourself. That way we don't get stuck into the tap dancing and trying to just keep a boundary between us and all the expectations people have on us. You don't want to spend all your energy that way. You want to start spending your energy into cultivating kind of water in your true sense of self so that you can start living and stepping into the life that you are made for your big, beautiful, thriving life. And when you say united, who should we be united with? Like what is your level 10, your level 10 people. Yeah. And your heart, you know, we talked about those concentric circles on the, the uh, kind of target ring. Remember right there into the heart was another podcast. I can't remember which one it was on, but Mm -hmm. your, your friendship circles, your heart circles, your level 10, that's you kind of lean into, you share, hey, there's a false belief I'm rejecting. Here's a true belief I'm hanging on to. Mm-hmm. And it, we did it within maybe two minutes this morning when I said to my husband, I'm a little scared mm-hmm. about Christmas. I want to reject this false belief that I'm going to fail at Christmas as a mother. Mm-hmm. And I want to invite in this true belief that we got this. And he, he was so beautiful. He's like, oh, honey, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I still don't know what we're going to do yet. But he's able to hold that true belief with me and help me reject that false belief. So what does United look like? What does that look like? I mean, you gave an example there. Um, I think the United is being able to talk at that heart level and share false beliefs and say, can you stand against this false belief Mm -hmm. with me? I'm Mm -hmm. not going to ask him to hold it for me. I'm going to have my own power, but I'm Mm going to invite in my my dearest friend and my level 10 guy and say, 
here's a false belief I'm kind of fighting. Now here's the true belief I'm reaching for. It's going to be a big, beautiful Christmas. And he's like, yes, it is. So you can see, and that was maybe mm-hmm. literally less than two minutes. We're able to come together at a united front. Sometimes we'll, before we walk into family's house, we'll look at each other and we're like, it's going to be a beautiful time because mm-hmm. we've talked about it. We're united in it and we know what we're going to do. And every year we get better and richer at it. Okay. Even if it means pulled away. That is still doesn't mean you're failing. It just means we have, we need a really strong boundary right now for whatever reason. Not necessarily you guys are doing something wrong. We're trying to punish you. It's just, we need a boundary because our family's hurting or suffering or tired or we're going through our own stuff and we need to be able to create our level 10 around us. Mm-hmm. If your extended family can't really, you know, create those, those uh, trust increments and those grace spaces, we have to see it for what it is. Let them off the hook. Don't keep trying something that's not working, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. We're going to have a healthy Christmas. This is a merry yes. and a healthy Christmas. So thank Maybe you. Maybe you be thriving and caring for your heart during this Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the time we have for today. This has been incredible. Join us next time when we address our next topic, which is the power of staying curious, which is going to be great for the new year. And so uh, please subscribe to the Heather Penny podcast. And for questions, comments, and resources, please visit heatherpenny.com. Remember to live your best life. You have to live intentionally. Have a great day. And we can't wait for you to join us next week. Merry Christmas, Heather. (laughs) Yes. Merry Christmas, Christina. Merry Christmas, everyone.